During the process of making this podcast, we noticed a need for more open dialogue across the fashion supply chain. We want to do our part to try and facilitate more of it. So we came up with Loose Threads, new mini episodes of anonymous Q&A tying candid questions to honest answers. In addition to the normal podcast episodes we released every Tuesday, you can now tune in every other Wednesday for new editions of Loose Threads. And don't forget to hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a question you'd like to anonymously ask someone further down the supply chain? Submit it on our website, www.manufacturedpodcast.com slash loose threads. If you're a supplier interested in anonymously answering questions and anonymously connecting with other suppliers working on sustainability issues, we'd love to hear from you and please get in touch via our website. This episode, we want to address two questions. This is the first one that we've gotten from a lot of listeners out of the industry. As a consumer, it's sometimes hard to understand all the different steps that need to be that needs to happen, and who usually does them. What part of the production process do you do? What kind of raw materials do you need? And who do you sell to? Do you know where, where your raw material suppliers get their input from? And what's your view on what consumers can or should do to shop more responsibly? One supplier responded, "Tough one. Stop buying fast fashion. Honestly, I think to shop more responsibly means looking for quality and durability. It's not necessarily about finding the organic cotton or a responsible supply chain. These are important, but lessening your purchases and holding on longer to what you purchase will have a more lasting impact on the planet." From a social perspective, a sudden shift like this could mean loss of jobs for vulnerable workers in the supply chain. Yet a sudden shift is unlikely, and I don't think it would mean long-term unemployment. Rather, a shift in economic productivity away from fashion and perhaps towards more sustainable industries. As for the steps required to produce a garment and who does them, completely understand the sentiment. Being a consumer myself, it's why I believe in transparency. As a finished product manufacturer, we generally know our mill, die houses, and spinners, at least from our major fabric manufacturers. However, from our customer-nominated fabric suppliers, so in this case, the respondent is referring to when brands tell their suppliers which fabric mills to use. Who is doing what is a bit more opaque, especially if, in the end, the product is not going through our special finishing process. Our special finishing process requires us to work with the fabric mills to ensure the quality. We also generally know the region where our raw cotton is coming from. We don't know exact farms or gins, but we know the region. What kind of raw material we need depends on the product. Cotton is a bit easier to trace. Polyester back to the oil well, probably impossible. Overall, we generally know where the material is from, but these supply chain routes can fluctuate day to day quite a bit. So mapping them out for a single product can be difficult. Another supplier responded, "I'd rather propose a simple approach. Just ask who made my clothes. Demand to say the factory's name on care label. Shift focus from glittery media, savvy topics like." Biodegradable or organic or eco-friendly materials, and start considering the humans behind your clothes. Does it really matter if your jeans saved five liters of water, while the factory employing five thousand workers faced a discount on shipment? 
I remember Makala's interview, episode seven, where she put it very correctly that garment is a human industry, and you cannot take the human factor out of it. In this context, the word discount is used to refer to when brands ask their suppliers for a discounted price on an order. We're not talking about discounts for the end consumer. To learn more about this, we recommend going back to listen to episode one, when I share about my time working for a third-party inspection company. In it, I explain how quality inspection reports were used as a kind of insurance. To tie factory performance to a brand sales performance. It's interesting because yesterday I was part of a conversation where somebody also suggested that clothes should come with effectively nutrition labels that explain、um, not only in this case they were talking not only about the social impact but also the environmental impact. And I do think that we're starting to see that more, more and more frequently. The second question we want to address today is related to this week's main episode released yesterday. In that episode, we share part two of our conversation with Nurul Muktadir Bapi about why, if life as a garment factory owner is so tough, do many people remain in the business? Why not quit? In the episode, I also end up sharing quite a bit about my own experience shutting down a garment factory in Cambodia. But we wanted to give the floor to a couple of more voices and see what they had to say about this question. One respondent said, "I believe there is a pretty contrasting reasons that suppliers stay in the industry." Sorry if I if it sounds like、um, generalizing, but it's my observation. Point one: First generation owners stay because it's the only industry they know since thirty to forty years. So even though business may have become tougher over their tenure. They feel an obligation to their employee base to continue operations. Of course, they won't run business at a loss, but maybe okay to run it at a lower margins than ten to fifteen years ago. Point two: Second and third generation owners are in the industry because they feel the supplier or manufacturer part of the equation is crucial to the success of a brand. Therefore, they seek a more equal equation with their client. Another respondent said, "I'm not a factory owner, so I often wonder myself. Garment making used to be a money printing machine. This was during the quota era of textiles. At that time, manufacturers had more leverage because it was all about quota. Those who had quota got the business, and those who didn't lost out. This changed when the quota system ended." It opened up competition and ended up squeezing profits as new garment manufacturers entered the game. Yet the profits made during the quota era have lasted for quite some time and allowed these business owners to probably place their money in the market of, or other ventures. In other words, diversify either their investment portfolio or their businesses. I think we stay because we believe we are the ones who are best placed to do what we do, and we are respected for this by our customers. This means our customers still choose us because we offer good quality, but we know this can be fleeting. We can only stay in the game if we are considered to offer the best value for money, and we're trying to define value in a more holistic way, which includes sustainability. Also, owners are competitive people; they want to win. Showing you are winning is getting business and making money. Having the right strategy to do this is crucial, and at least our business sees sustainability as part of the winning formula. Time will tell. But no one wants to admit defeat and go out of business. There is still money to be made, and it's fun figuring out how to make that money. 
As always, we want to close this mini episode by reiterating that there is always more than one way to answer a question, and truth is never singular. But our task as people who want to change this industry is to try and piece them all together into a bigger picture. We chose to share these answers today because they represent a point of view often missing from this picture. We hope this anonymous Q&A gives you some food for thought. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, if you have a question you would like to have answered, ask it anonymously on www.manufacturedpodcast.com slash loose threads. If you are a supplier interested anonymously answering questions and anonymously connecting with other suppliers working on sustainability issues, you can also get in touch with us via our website.